typical time podcast. This week's guest is Craig McInnes. Craig's been a fan of the band right for the start and we talked about his life growing up, how he got into the band, what the band mean to him and at the end we picked his fantasy view album. I hope you enjoy listening guys and I'll speak to you at the end of the show. Right, how are you Craig, alright? Yourself. I'm I'm good, mate. Uh, we'll just start off then. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, where you grew up, what age you are, things like that. Um, I'm 25. I grew up in a, a small mining village just south of here, a little place called Dunnellington. I've been there for 25 years. I've been here all my life. Right. And I'm a current job at the moment. I'm a business advisor at still back. Right. So what was uh, life like growing up? How did you grow up? Um, it was pretty quiet where I live, so it's, there's not really much. The closest town is here, so right. anything between here and there, it's just small villages, so there's not really a lot here to do. It's basically just kind of dimmy, dimmy when a kid just, you find Getting things. Getting a bit of a fapa. Aye, pretty much fapa. Getting buried, basically. That's it, and I think everybody's just the same in Scotland. It's football until a certain age, and then you're either good at football or you chuck it and you go into music, didn't you? It's kind of that way. Pretty much. Uh, So, when did you start with into music? Um, Pretty much brought up with music because my mum was always into like basically Rollers, the Beatles, Beautiful Mm. South, like bands like that. Used to always play in the car, so I kind of took on for that. But right. properly got in, properly got into it when I was at when I end of primary, getting into high school. That's not properly started like going after bands, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'd have to get into Glasgow, I'd imagine, or you'd have gigs in the air, wouldn't they? Come maybe. Yeah, there, I didn't go to gigs round about here until. Maybe 2012, 2013, so it was always Glasgow I went to. Right. Like Glasgow was always the, the best option. Aye. I was from Wishaw, so, I mean, there was times when, see if you went to a gig on a Sunday night, I mean, going to see the Libertines, and then Pete and Carol didn't come on to 11 o'clock or something, Aye. and we would to go and get the train, We otherwise we couldn't get home on a Sunday night, so... I kind of always felt you were hamstrung if you didn't come for Glasgow, yeah. you couldn't get to. But uh, so, what sort of bands was that you were into then? Just all Britpop stuff like that. I've been kind of into a mixture of bands. Like my one of my pals at school used to be into like heavy metal, so he got me into like Metallica, Iron Maiden, bands like that. But at the same time, I was into the Beatles, into Stone Roses, Oasis. But it's a kind of a mixture of different things growing up. Still the same now? You still kind of a mixture? Aye. 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 Even more so, like, kind of stuff that now is like post Malone and I even kind of got into a bit of kind of dancey techno stuff. It really depends how I feel. Right. Right, oh, that's good. Uh, so what about the view? When did the view come along? Right at the start? Um, it wasn't long after they started, so the, I don't know if you remember when NME TV was a thing. Aye. Aye. 
Well, when I, I used to always listen to that like before school, after school, and same gene just to come on mm-hmm. all the time. It kind of got to the stage where I was like, I need to dig into this a bit further just to see who this band are. So, mm-hmm. jumped out of YouTube, listened to it. Well, the first song that came up was Wasted Little DJs. So, I listened to it and I was like, aye, this is, this is a bit of my stuff. So, I just kind of took it for the end. Just before I got into them, was like kind of build up to which bitch coming up. Right. So, I kind of get them just before which bitch got released. Mm-hmm. So, ever since then, it's just been a constant love. Well, that's, as for me, it was an obsession. I can mind getting into them, and then that was me. I just liked everything Dundee, all the bands, the Law, Louvana, all that. I kind of, I think I went through a, a phase of six months where I spoke in Dundonian, uh, and I think that kind of backfired at a gig. I went to a gig and I bumped into folk for Dundee, and I was speaking in this accent, and I had to, I had to speak in the same accent for about an hour, and it was hard gone. <laughs> uh, so... Which kind of, what's your best memories of the band and what did it mean to you? Why the view? You know what I mean? What, what's so special about the view? For the first, for the first time I seen them, I was like, just for then on, I was like, what's well, just something special about this band? Like any, any gig you go to, it's just the same energy every single time. That every mm-hmm. single person is there for that. Just the love of the view and it's just absolute pandemonium, so. Pretty much like any kind of view fan that I know, it's just a, it's just a feeling you get for the view. You just can't explain it unless you, you kind of get taken up, didn't you? Aye. So it's just one of the if you know, you know kind of things. <laughs> so yeah, you've met the band, have you? Aye, I've met the band quite a lot. Can I go to a stage where they were on first name basis? So I kind of, I still talk to Rennie and Webby mm-hmm. every kind of sort of thing. So it's. It's good to go for obsessing by them by actually getting to know who they are. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of struggled with that. I mind meeting Webby uh, after I showed the barfly and it was, he had this heart, cracking heart, and I was trying to steal it. <laughs> uh, and every, t- every time I get near it, he'd look round, he was with the boy for the law, and every time he, he looked round, I was uh, too, uh, dead cool and pretend that I wasn't interested in it. So I never got it. But uh, any other memories of the view? How many times you've seen them, things like that? Um, the first memory I had I seen that was my first festival, my first ever experience of live music was Tina Park, 2010. I, it was the main stage on the Sunday, I think I'd seen them. That's when I kind of properly fell in love with them. And kind of after that, any time they came back to Glasgow or any festival I was at, I just had to go and see them and kind of 50 three gigs later it was just constant love after mm-hmm. love but the gigs just get better and better I think probably the kind of better memories when I went down to Manchester to see them on I think it was a rope walk tour I went kind of behind the venue after they played just to go and speak to them about and I think I think it was Kieran out having a, a fag and he went and kind of spoke to him for a bit and he was getting back in the venue and he went and said, like, do you want to come back in for a bit? I was just absolutely shook. I was getting backstage with the view, but mm-hmm. I had to go backstage have a couple of beers with them on the tour bus for a bit. And I went and done the same thing down in Newcastle as well, backstage for a bit on the tour bus. And 
And what was that like? See, when you get backstage with them, what's it like? Did they just kind of kind of chat to you as normal? Or? Aye, aye, it's just like kind of hanging out with your pals, basically. Mm. Did they seem dead easy to talk to, didn't they, when they're Aye. just down to earth, boys? Aye, just winding the after the gig, having a, a couple of beers, and it was just proper chilled out. You, you wouldn't even think it was... Mm. I've kind of bigged up my ears, I thought it was going to be petrifying if I ever get this opportunity to go in the rest, and I was there, and it was just, it's just, just class. Aye. Christ, that's the way I feel when I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? You get anything else for us? Any other stories? Um, the kind of stories are just never ending. So I've seen them that many times. There's so many things that's kind of popped out of it. Met my, met my kind of best pals, through of you. Mm-hmm. So my pal Gary, Lewis. I've I met the love full of you kind of brought us together. So we're like five, six years best pals. So right. even stuff like that kind of I meet some unbelievable folk following of you. That's it, man. I, I think Aye. I'm when I go to view concerts, I come back for concerts and I, I remember the people I've met. So, that's I met Chipsy and I met Jimmy Harris and I met all these guys at the Barrowlands. But I, I remember the people I've met more than the gigs because. Most of the guys I get chucked out of halfway through. <laughs> I can't I, I can't mind the last time I, I went to a full gig. It chucked out for smoking or crowd surfing or whatever, man. I get chucked out constantly. So when it comes to memories of gigs, I've no got many. So it's nice just to hear other people's. Aye, but the first kind of few gigs I went, I used to be like obsessed with like the barrier. It was like the barrier or my night was ruined, basically. Every mm-hmm. gig I went to, I just I was the barrier all the time. Right. I never really got to meet folk during the gig. It was always I'd maybe see them before it or after it. So then, like the first gig I went away for the barrier, but it's not like I started meeting folk more. But gigs just get ten times better. I was right. really when I wasn't getting crushed for an hour and a half. Well, I, I started towards the end at the Barrowlands. I used to go and stand down to the bottom left, see where Pete would be. Aye. I'd go and stand down to the, the bottom left and you could get light down the front there without getting crushed or anything. And we went two or three times we went and bumped into Kyle's sister because that's where they would stand down that end. Aye. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It depends what kind of gig guys will determine when I go. So mm-hmm. The last few gigs I went to, it's been up at the bar, but... I'm going to pass this stage, I don't know about now. Aye, getting too old for it. <laughs> uh, so, as I said earlier, we're going to do like a, going to pick your album. Uh, your, what did I say? Two songs for each studio album. Two songs for each, aye. A cover song, and then another song that was new on any of the albums. Aye. So, I don't know, we'll go through it, and you can kind of, Give me a bit of insight into why you picked each song. So you just start off in the track list and that you gave me, which was Wasted Little DJs. Um, basically, what can I say about the start of the interview about Wasted Little DJs? Like the first song that got me into the view, 
but mm-hmm. it's always been a, a standout song because that was the first song that made me think well, there was something, something there with this band. So I just got a... Mm-hmm. There's not really like a personal connection to the song. It's just an unbelievable song because it was, a, it was like the first song I, I love. So it's just kind of been a favourite ever since. It's a beat there, I think, that kicks in right away. And that was like the first song I heard of you. So it's always been kind of my right. all-time favourite. So If you have to define the view, it would be probably that song. Mm-hmm. Everything about it, I think the video as well. The Aye. video is just kind of, you just see them all partying all the way through it. Aye. Uh, next one on the list is Superstar Tradesman. Um, with this song, it's a bit more, uh, I can relate a little more to this because like, when I went through school and just after I left school, I went, kind of left school to go and do painting and decorating. It's kind of, mm-hmm. it's like a boys thing, you just want to go and do a, basically go and do a trade. Then I realised kind of halfway through it, like, music's basically, I'm a lot better at music than what I'm at, when I kind of tradesman, so I kind of went away for that, so it was a, during the dry brush, so the dry brush style, the documentaries are kind of part when they're talking to Kieran right at the start of it. And it's like anybody that wants to get a trade, to get a trade, you're kind of sort it. But if you, you don't, if you don't like it, then you don't want to date. So that kind of thing, I kind of stood by that. So I was like, I can either stay and do something that I hate, or I can go and pursue music. So pretty much what I done. Right. So it kind of always kind of speaks about a bit you. That song. Aye. Oh, well, that's a good choice, isn't it? Uh, next on the last double yellow lines. Again, it's another song that doesn't really have much I meaning to it. It's just one of these songs where the first time I heard it, I was just kind of instantly fell in love with it. I kind of, I look, majority of songs that I kind of picked on that list were all kind of fall under the same bracket. It's just songs where I could listen to it for hours on end and just not get bored of it. Mm-hmm. Again, it's probably the beat in it. The beat kicks in straight away with these songs. And I, I think a lot of these songs, you kind of, they're the ones that you want to hear at gigs as well. Aye. So, the song they never really played much when I first started seeing them. I've only really seen it live like three, four times maybe. Right. They played it quite a lot in the, the last kind of few gigs in EBC. I know they played it mm-hmm. on that set last, but I, there's a there's not really many times I've actually recalled seeing a blip. I'm trying to on the on the gig on the driver of style uh, DVD they play it on that because that's when Aye. Witch Bitch was just coming out. I think that's the after show that I went to uh, when I was trying to steal Kieran's hat. I think that was <laughs> after that gig. Uh, that's one unexpected. Um, this one can I. Have a- relate to quite a lot because of pretty much the same reason Kyle wrote it but about his dad mm-hmm. so not specifically to my dad but to my, my papa so I never right. grew up with a dad so I can have him my papa he basically kind of fell into that kind of bracket growing up mm-hmm. so he kind of, he died in 2014 and that was a yeah. out the blue kind of things that this it took everyone by surprise when it came along so that kind of song kind of hits home and I listen to it. Right. Always kind of a wee look up to the sky when it comes on type thing. Aye, pretty much, aye. Well, that kind of, the next one, 
uh, best lasts forever. Is that kind of the same sort of thing? Just with the poignancy of the words? Aye, pretty much Aye. The, the name of the song basically tells you what you need to know. So. I like that. Uh, it was just kind of self-explanatory, really. Mm-hmm. The thing I like about Best Last Forever, uh, see when Kyle's singing about being drunk, about people laughing at him and things like that, I, I, that's one of the things I really like about it, is kind of, he's got the boys to kind of come out and sing about Aye. that, because he was st- kind of, that's a time when he was struggling that. Aye. So I always kind of think it's a really brave song to sing. Uh, that's one, Tragic Magic. Tragic Magic used to be my Twitter name for so long, so I kind of, that it kind of got me into meeting a lot of people at gigs. So I used, right. I used to always have my, my Twitter handle was Tragic Magic, and any time I went to a gig, it was always, it was never there's Craig, it's all, there's Tragic Magic there. <laughs> tragic Magic of a Twitter. I don't know. It's only kind of reason that song stands out to me, because a lot of other songs I could have probably picked off the album, but when it comes to that, I always kind of think back to the kind of early days I got to gigs and it was always just mm-hmm. magic, magic there. So, so would that be meeting stuff. people for the, the forum and things like that? Aye, I met quite a lot of folk off the forum and off Twitter. Right, because I was on the forum, but I, I wasn't very good at kind of keeping up with people. But I can mind I was Jambo Strachan. He was quite prominent. Martin Gray was obviously prominent on right. that. Uh, and there was an American lassie as well. Because I remember I I think, I think she came over here. Like, I think she came over here once, maybe. That's right. She, she was quite pally with Billy Mitchell as well. Aye. Aye. So aye, I can mind that for him as well. So I probably knew you in it, but this is the first time I I've I met. Quite, I was quite quiet on it. I wasn't really active. I was just there to get a nosy, basically. <clears throat> eh, so a little sweetie. That's like kind of one of the early day songs where it used to be Eternal Torture. It was kind of in the hidden, the hidden gems on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He used to always listen to that and always used to pray that it was going to get released on an album or appear as a B side or just pop up somewhere. Then when they went released it on Cheeky for these and I heard it. <clears throat> and it, when I first listened to it, I, like, I recognise that song somehow. I don't know, it just kind of threw me off and I heard it on the album because I wasn't expecting it to actually come out. And I was like, that's eternal torture. Mm-hmm. I was just, I, I was kind of loved it for It's good, isn't it, when you actually get your song released properly? Aye. Something that you've been wanting and eventually it comes out. Aye. Uh, the next one, Anfield Row. Brilliant song. It's the first of a part for eternal, yeah, several last week. It's probably the my standout song on the album because Kieran wrote it about when he left that street in Dundee so I've moved, I still stayed in the same village but I moved from like one bit of the village to the other mm-hmm. so it's no massively relatable but it's kind of relatable to the same thing because I was leaving like one part to go to another mm-hmm. so I was kind of leaving I was like, I used to live next door to one of my best pals so I was kind of leaving him to move to the other side of the village, so I wasn't going to see him as much as what I used to, so. Mm-hmm. 
a slightly kind of fits into that bracket. It, it kind of relates to things, but it's just one of these songs where you just listen to it and just kind of instantly fall in love with it. Aye, aye, that's a brilliant song. Hey, next one, Tenement Light. Probably my favourite off what what because it's just a proper weird song that kind of takes you back to mm-hmm. which bit stays hats off because like compared to the rest of the album, the rest of the albums are a proper mature album. But that song is this it just screams of you. There's everything about the song is this really it's kind of mental. Aye. I, like really I think it's it kinda it's quite stop start, it kinda builds up and then slows down and then aye. it's that's what I like about it. Uh, next one, eleven. Eleven again. It's just another song that kind of falls under the way. Like we said, little DJs now. It's a song I just instantly loved on the album. It's, I think it's one of the first songs I heard live as well. When they done the kind of the build up to before what what came out, they used to play it live all the time. It was one of the, I kind of I knew that I'd seen it live. That many things I learned the word before it actually came out. So when it eventually came out, it was just I liked it as soon as it got released. Mm-hmm. Then run away. This is see when you're picking songs like this, you get that many songs to it. I was looking at all the songs that you can pick, and it's that's pro this is probably the hardest pick, I think. So you pick run away. Between the B sides and the cover, I was it was probably the hardest the the full album to try and pick is that the covers as well it's just never ending mm-hmm. but with Runaway I think I remember hearing it for the first time just after Bread and Circus came out I'd bought every version that you could possibly buy the CD I'd bought the the Joe Case version I'd bought the the vinyl I bought kind of everything you can. I bought the Japanese vinyl offer, uh, the Japanese CD offer, eBay, and I went and mm-hmm. stuck it in. I heard one away, and I was like, it's quite a surprise and nice, and a nice song to kind of end the the album after after Best Last Forever, and which is in kind of and that was like, it's a nice way to end the album. So I was like, a B side, but it's always kind of stuck with me. Those other B sides I kind of went with like, like some posh boys and screaming and shouting all the kind of songs, but. There's, there's this sudden bit running about that's kind of clicked in. Mm-hmm. That's always, there's always a standout B side. There was, in, in that time, the the kind of songs at the end of Bread and Circuses and the ones for the Cut and Corner EP, they were yeah. kind of, I thought they were the best B sides of their time. I thought they were all really good. Uh, sideways and things like that alone. I, I really like Sideways. That was again it was another song. I was kinda torn to go and chuck in there, but Runaway was always just a, a stand up. Aye. And then last one is a cover song. I just seen a face. It was one of the I think it's the first cover actually I had Kyle do because I was kinda brought up with the Beatles. It's always a anything he ever does with the Beatles. I just I love it because his voice fits in perfectly with pretty much anything that he covers. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no bad cover I've actually seen them do, but trying to pick a favourite cover between this, these Beatles covers, Oasis, cover of Cast, the Eagles, even the Amy Winehouse cover, but it's on 
What's on the side? The B side to hold on now. Mm-hmm. Or how long? Is it one of the B sides to that? But I was kind of torn between pretty much every couple he's ever done, but I think the Beatles is always the, the main standout for me. Well, that's it. If you've been a Beatles fan, you're always going to pick a, a Beatles cover, aren't you? Did you see him? He done a live stream a couple of months ago where he just played Beatles songs. Aye. Aye, and he was he was taking the nap before when they were asking for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's it. That's your album. That's you pick your album. I'm going to do that every time I get a fan on. I'm going to do this, and then we'll kind of build up a thing and see if everybody's picking the same songs or. Aye. Uh, but I think it'll be pretty different. Obviously, everybody's got different reasons for picking their songs or whatever. Aye. So. Uh, I don't know. Before we finish up, I just if you want to tell people where they can get a hold of you or things like that. Um, I'm on Instagram as wasted little DJ underscore, mm-hmm. and on Twitter it's sycophant uh, right. two underscores. I think guys, I'm um, always kind of on there posting shape pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much on the way. You can do Twitter's just posting up and go for the time. Well, that's it. I'm, I'm struggling with Twitter. See, before I set this up, I don't really know how to do Twitter. I don't really know how to do Instagram, but I seem to kind of go to hanging that better. So I don't know. At some point, I might be looking for somebody to take care of the social media for me. So I might give you a shout, I used, Craig. Uh, I used to run like two pages on top of my own, and I, I used to manage bands. A few years ago, before I went, before I left college from startup, doing kind of other things, I used to manage like a band. Like three, four years ago, so you still was kind of looking after their Twitter. Then my mates' band, and they've kind of recently split up. You still was looking after their Twitter as well. So I'm quite well, well experienced run, running twirls. Well, I'll be giving you a shout then at some point. I think. Hey. What about just before we go, what about, how you been dealing with all this coronavirus lockdown or this? To start off with, I never really took it as serious as what I should have. But when I've kind of February, March, when it was people were starting to kind of talk about it, I just I never really paid much attention to it. Then we went into lockdown and I was I was kind of struggling for things to get up to because Apart from my work, I've, I've not really left my work since then, because most folk have been kind of working from home and doing other things, but I've been working right through it, so working mm-hmm. Monday to Friday, it's kind of keeps you busy, but during lockdown, when there was absolutely nothing to get up to, it was just trying to find things to do, you know, walks or mm-hmm. home workouts. Aye, I feel like it's been an absolute lifetime for my last time. My last one was back in March, just before, like the week before we went into lockdown. I went to go and see Gallus in Edinburgh. Right. That was that's the last one I went to. There was some cracking gigs just towards like the end of before Aye. we went into lockdown. I think my pal was at Shambolics. Uh, I think that was the last gig he went to. But I hadn't been to a gig this year. I think the last gig I would have been, it would have been Christmas time last year and I can't even mind what it was. I went to two or three. But it's hard going, isn't it? And 
just kind of the longer it's been on, the kind of harder it's got. You're just trying to think of what to go up to. So when, when the pubs opened again, it was a slight bit of normality, mm. and then the music band kicked in, and you were just I went out like once or twice after the music band kicked in. It was just it was weird. It's not the same. No. And then if we hang, we've got it bad, then thank you the guys that are in that industry and they're, they're not right. getting anything. I feel like mm. I've had constant arguments with people and I would defend the music industry because they really don't really seem to care about it. No. They're fighting to do all they can to stay open and there's nothing getting done about it. No, it's terrible. But it'll be back soon enough in some sort of guise and we'll all be back. Kind of how, how excited are you about Kyle Faulkner's album and the Views album if these come out at some point? Wasn't I? Oh, I really hope I, I just keep on checking, hoping that there's going to be some update for the view. Mm. Well, that's you're kind of you're always worried in case you don't want to check it in case you say, Oh, it's not happening. Aye, that's that's what I feel like. It went kind of gave it away when they said they were getting signed by Irvin Welsh. Irvin Welsh, Al McGee, aye. And I went and seen that, I was like, What's to be happening now? There's been a, there's a podcast, if you listen to the podcast with Alan McGee, I think it's GHQ magazine, he's got his own podcast, and interviews Kyle on that, and that's, you get a bit more insight off of that, have a look at that. Uh, but uh, well, that's it for the day, Craig, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks again, guys, for tuning in to the podcast. I'll be back next week with another one. Until then, keep liking, sharing, listening and downloading the podcast. You can download from Spotify, Apple Music and all other podcast players. If you want to get in touch, you can get in touch on Instagram at Typical Time Podcast, on Twitter at Time Typical or on email at typicaltimepodcast at gmail.com. Until next week, guys, thanks very much.